Hey, I'm in Japan. I'm Frank Ling. And from Chicago, Illinois, I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Cass Ingram will join us. He'll talk about natural remedies for the common cold and flu. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Rock's Science Show. Well, it happens every year around this time. Your throat starts to itch. Your stomach feels upset. That's right. It's the cold and flu season. But natural medicine has been providing potential cures for these ailments for quite some time. And join us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Cass Ingram. Dr. Ingram is the author of numerous works on the subject, including The Cure in the Cupboard and Natural Cures for Killer Germs. And he joins us today to discuss this uh, very fascinating topic. Uh, Dr. Ingram, thank you. Absolutely. How are you doing? I guess you've been holding your own, but been a fair amount of congestion and people getting stuff. And it takes them down, and they can't get back, and then it takes them down again. And I just wanted to let people know it doesn't have to be that way. Well, that's certainly good news, and you've written several books on the subject. And we should talk about natural cures for the common cold and, and flu. Do all these sort of remedies that you talk about in here work? Well, they do work. I, I haven't had a kind of a cold or flu thing for about 25 years. I'm working in a building where everybody follows my advice. Nobody got anything thus far this year. And generally, there's no flu that takes down the office around here. So it's uh, these home remedies, they're powerful. A lot of them are germicides. A lot of them are antiviral, anti-inflammatory, boost the immune system. Whatever happened to the immune system, we don't talk about that anymore. We want to just go get a shot or a pill or something. But, hey, no home remedies really do the job. I mean, look at my sore throat remedy. It's something that's right in the cupboard, right, mm-hmm. where you've got your honey, and I'll tell you the best honey I know of, And then you have your cinnamon sticks and your cloves and lemon, and you could make a tea like that and have that four or five times a day if you have a sore throat. It will help, okay? And then you get into some of the other things, like flu, where colds and flu, I talk about more of the hot spices. Now, not cayenne, but you're looking at wild oregano, you're looking at thyme, you're looking at cumin. These are very powerful germ killers. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a 1,000 pounds of oregano or something, okay, <laughs> and you extract that into an oil, mm-hmm. like, and you put that oil of oregano, for instance, in a tub of bacteria, it will kill them at, a, at the right dilution. So a lot of people didn't believe anything I do, and the FDA wanted to prove me wrong, so they set up a specific scientific study to prove me wrong, absolutely published, and they said we're going to prove that the use of oregano oil especially or any spice is, quote, a useless endeavor, <laughs> FDA said. They then tested. I mean, why would I be so adamant and so excited about something and write five books about it? And i got better things to do. So they found that the oregano oil, this is one example. I mean, you could use oil of thyme. You could use oil of cinnamon. It killed every germ they threw against it. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like a lot of these natural cures and remedies, some of them have been around in popular myth, culture, folklore for quite some time, and it's just now that scientific evidence is, is starting to look at it. Why is it that you think that hasn't really been looked at in the past so aggressively? Scientific? It's kind of a threat to, 
the established system, which is there's a lot of billions, you know, that that are in the the drug and vaccine mm-hmm. approach. And so here you have a bunch of people treating their sore throats instead of with a drug or with antihistamine, or they they're treating their cold or flu with raw honey and lemon. And so that impacts the Tylenol sales, the aspirin sales, the decongestion, your NyQuil, and so on. And so this is unfortunately in America, money pushes the world around, sadly. Mm-hmm. But the fact remains that when you do a scientific study, mm-hmm. like I've done, and you actually take the cold virus, like I've done, or the flu virus, and you put it inside cells or in a Petri dish, and you add a decongestant, it doesn't do anything. If you add aspirin, it doesn't do anything. But if you add oil of oregano from a health food store, then you, you kill it. It's not a matter of, oh, well, it works or not. It obliterates the virus or the bacteria. Now, Cavell in 1918 tested about 50 essential oils. You know, the essential oil is the blood of the plant. He looked at cinnamon, he looked at clove, he looked at oregano, he looked at thyme. And he found that oregano oil and thyme oil killed, he actually had sewage water, you know, which has billions of things in right. it. And he, he sterilized the sewage water with it. Wow. Is, is there some intrinsic property about the oil? What is it, uh, the chemical? Well, it has to protect the plant, you uh-huh, see. Uh-huh. Now, there are some that are more p- powerful than others. We, we tested 20 essential oils at Georgetown University and published all that data. Mm-hmm. And so, for some reason, the top four mm-hmm. were oregano, mm-hmm. sage, cinnamon, and cumin, most of which I list in my press release to you. And so we've done the science. It may not be accepted by the government, but what's interesting is the government actually asked me for some of these extracts, which I sent to them. Mm-hmm. You know what they did? Hmm. They put a patent on it. They really did. USDA patented oregano oil for use in whatever, food or whatever. <laughs> well, was that legal? <laughs> I wouldn't think, but if they're the USDA, so they can do whatever they do. But I carry on trying to teach our people that natural extracts are valuable. Nobody died from an overdose of garlic that I know of, or even oregano, Mm -hmm. or cinnamon. And they do have a use. If you know how to use them and you can buy a good quality, then they can be quite valuable to you. Mm -hmm. Save you money and time and agony. Mm. Has any research been done to look at what the active ingredients in these oils are? Yes, there there is quite a considerable amount of research, mostly done by us. And what we determined was that these are simple phenols. Hmm. They're very simple benzene-like molecules, mm-hmm. but they're not like benzene. <laughs> and uh, these are the primary active ingredients. And well, the biggest active ingredient in oregano and thyme is carvacrol. So we got a hold of Sigma Chemical, your neighbors in Missouri. Mm-hmm. We bought their synthetic carvacrol, mm-hmm. and we matched it against the, the crude oregano oil, which has carvacrol, and it has terpenes, and it has whatever else it has. It was interesting. The synthetic carvacrol killed the germs pretty good, but that crude natural stuff was was twice as powerful. Hmm. So there's obviously working together all these chemicals. Right. So there's about 50 major chemicals in, hmm. in oregano oil, 55 or so in thyme oil, and cinnamon. The main active ingredient of cinnamon and clove are, well, like in clove, it's like 80% eugenol. Cinnamon aldehyde for cinnamon. But what's interesting is it's not just killing. It's mm-hmm. also preserving. You know why Columbus came here? There was the wars over the spice trade. Mm-hmm. And you could put spices in meat or potatoes or whatever was cooked, and it kept it from spoiling. We know now that these extracts are antioxidants. Now, here's an example. Blueberry is worth 30 on the antioxidant scale. Mm-hmm. Oregano oil, 3,000. Hmm. 
So here we go again, looking at wild nature. There's a lot of power out there. Right. So then do these oils also have these commonly touted benefits of things like blueberry in terms of oh, yeah. longevity much, and, and longevity? Much more powerful, my friend. Mm-hmm. When I go overseas and I meet with the villagers living to be 85, 90, 95 with no hospitals, no emergency rooms, no nursing homes. They just pick the sage and the oregano and these things and they just put it in their food or they make a tea. They're not like us. They don't have capsules and little bottles with drops and so on. I could walk right in. I wouldn't have to fight my way all the way to the villages of the Mediterranean. I don't have to do what they do, go and pick it. I can buy a bottle of crude wild oregano, unirradiated and 100%, called Oregamax. Mm-hmm. I can buy oil of wild oregano. It's got a blue label. And then I can be happy all winter long. I can buy some cinnamon sticks from these kinds of people, some cloves, like I do. Mm-hmm. And I buy a dozen organic lemons. I never get anything. This is what I take. And I also buy the wild oregano honey. That's my favorite. I, I, Manuka honey's good, but it's, the taste is... Well, hard for me. <laughs> so I I like oregano honey. It's quite delicious. Mm-hmm. Does it also boost the immune system in some Yes. Way? We yeah. did a study. Well, actually, it was uh, our, our colleagues in Poland did a study with 33 herbs. Mm-hmm. They found that oregano boosted the white cell activity. Mm-hmm. Our research found that if you give animals who are infected oregano or cumin or sage, mm-hmm they don't die from the infection as easily. It does something to strengthen the immune system. Hmm. It goes back to ancient history. If you look at the wreaths of the Romans and the Greeks, they had bay leaf and they had sage that they burned and they had cinnamon. They would trade you an equal weight of gold for cinnamon. And they called oregano oroganos, which means the delight or pleasure of the mountains. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the Bible. I'm not an expert. I'm an expert in oregano. I'm not the expert in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So it's not just boosting the immune system. Purge means to, you know, to get out, get it out of your system. And that's oregano. It's not hyssop. So you can purge this winter by taking spices in your diet, getting your citrus, organic, I would hope you could get, and the raw honey. You don't need more than that. What would be sort of the recommended course? How you would go about it? Yeah. Well, what you do is look in your cupboard. If you've got some cinnamon and cloves, use it more often in whatever food you've got, okay? Mm -hmm. And try to make a tea. Uh, hopefully it's organic and non-irradiated. It's not going to work if it's radiated spice. It's not very powerful. Like radiation knocks it down. Mm-hmm. Then you have ginger root. You could have that. So how your course would be basically making teas of that, mm-hmm. using the lemon, a whole lemon every day, maybe a couple oranges. That's your daily course. And then I'd go out of the cupboard. I'd go to the health store. I'd get me a bottle of Oregamax whole crude herb, take a couple, three capsules a day. I'd get me the oil of wild oregano. I'd take five drops twice a day, or I'd get the gel cap. That's enough. Hmm. Maybe the wild oregano honey, if you could find that. Tablespoon every day. If you've got joint problems, look at this remedy. Hmm. You take a tablespoon of wild oregano honey, hmm. or manuka if you can tolerate it. You take a tablespoon of lemon, pure lemon juice or, or more. Hmm. I'd prefer you do three tablespoons. You take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. You mix it together, and you drink it for joint pain, for arthritis. How about that? About 20 cents Mm -hmm. before every meal. Maybe put a couple drops of oil of oregano in there if you get the good kind. It's just that simple. It really is. There was a whole book written on this by (laughs) uh, Dr. Jarvis, a Vermont MD, 
where he found that the primitives of Vermont, you know, your farm people, mm-hmm. they didn't have much arthritis. And as a routine from Europe, they had this habit of taking honey and vinegar with every meal. Hmm. So it's not old wives' tale. That was kind of like a belittling. And I mean, there are some weird things like bourbon do- knocks down a cold. It doesn't knock down a cold. It'll give you one. You mm-hmm. know? What if you're currently suffering from some cold and flu symptoms? Will these things help as well? Yeah, but you, if you make up garlic and onion soup, it helps somewhat. If you take the cinnamon stick and clove tea, it helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. But more powerful, if you currently have a cold or flu, is to eat the raw honey mm-hmm. and get yourself that oil of oregano, maybe some sinuorega spray, the nasal mist, sinuorega, uh, and then use the oil of oregano aggressively. That'll knock it out. I mean, let me give you a case history. There was a guy absolutely congested. I couldn't even stand looking at him. I said, if you're going to be in my house, you're going to do this. I gave him 20 drops of oil of wild oregano. Again, you, if you're going to do this, you have to get the real stuff. Like every 15 minutes. Hmm. And it was completely obliterated by like in you know, four hours. Wow. Well, if you can, let me give you an yeah. for instance. If you can kill the cold virus with a teeny percentage in the petri dish you know you got something mm-hmm. now whether the government agrees or not and i'm not going to promote a company i'll just tell you what i take and i buy i'm not going to try to steer you to garbage that's the one help i will give you but it's it's totally up to you to investigate this however if you kill it in the petri dish and you kill it in cells and then you take it if garlic kills germs in a petri dish when you eat garlic it's killing germs same thing with oregano, same thing with thyme. Cinnamon, we tested it against fungus, and it killed it. So then what, what did we do? We took cinnamon and clove and oregano, combined it together, and I'm conducting a human study on, believe it or not, on toenail fungus. Hmm. So we shall see, you know. Right. Do all the compounds then get absorbed physiologically and distributed to the cells that need them? Well, the body's a big bag of water. Mm-hmm. And when you take something like oil of oregano, it just goes through everything, mm-hmm. through the lungs, into the blood, into the lymph. But that's a very good question. That's why we tell people, why don't you take your oil of oregano, if you can, t- if you can tolerate it, under the tongue? Because the membranes are thin, it goes right into the blood, right? Mm-hmm. right. We also tell people, Mon Health Foods, and get yourself some super strength oil of oregano. Now listen to this. You've got a two-year-old, you've got a three-year-old, you've got a teenager, they don't want to take anything. Well, sneak up on them at night and rub it on their feet. Rub it on their shins. There's lymphatic ducts all over those areas. They take it up. So the essential oils are permeable through the skin. Uh, congested chest, uh, just rub it on the chest? Will that rub it on the chest, but also don't forget the feet and the shins. And when you rub it on, the shins have lymphatic vessels directly attached to the shin bone. Hmm. Uh, well, to the tissue on the shin bone. You take and scrub those shins with the super strength oil of oregano really vigorously. The stuff has a blue label and a yellow label. I don't want people buying this inferior garbage. Mm-hmm. It comes from the Mediterranean. Now, what you do also, you're too sick, you're too weak, you can't do anything. Like you said, you go up to that chest right there with the clavicles attached, with the clavicles attached to the breastbone. That's where the lymphatic ducts dump. Take some of that oil of oregano, squirt it there, press it around and press it in with your fingers. Mm-hmm. Rub the sternum, too. Maybe rub a little teeny bit on the forehead, on the scalp, even. Get the stuff in you. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be strong-smelling, but just let it, like Vicks, but it's natural. Right. 
let it get in. Then you'll see how you do the next day. Hmm. Uh, certainly worth smelling like oregano for, I guess. Well, it is. Look, think about the misery we go through and then law. Who can afford to get off of work? <laughs> who can afford to be sick and then have to recover and then maybe bounce back? Another, a lot of people now are saying, oh, I got something, I can't recover. Don't get it. That's right. the way. Right. Take the wild oregano a few drops a day. Take the whole crude herb a couple capsules a day. Take my citrus remedy with the honey. Go on the internet, Google wild oregano honey, Google oil of wild oreganos, and, and see what you come up with. Mm. Go look at my, what people say about my book. I have my enemies, I admit. But put in cures in the cupboard. See what the people are saying after they followed my advice. You will see the dramatic benefit that Americans have. They never had anything like this. They took the vaccines. They took the over-the-counter. They didn't have anything. Mm. So you also mentioned all the studies that are out there. Are, are there places people can go to look at the studies to, to look at the studies? There is, uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, endorse this, but I will tell you. There's, if you go to oregano.com, I've conducted some of the studies on the site. Oregano.com, fantastic list of some human studies and some test tube studies and animal studies somewhere on that site. And then you'll get to see the oregano. You know, you get to see it growing out of the rock. Good stuff. That's the real deal. Are there differences based on age with regards to how much you can take? An infant under your doctor or your own management, you rub it on the feet, but when you get into, and on the shins, but when you get into like a two-year-old or three-year-old, you know, two, three, four drops spread out through the day if you have to for congestion. Mm -hmm. Again, rubbing it on the feet and the shins. But when you, you know, you get into a teenager or an adult, if you have to give 20, 30, 40, 50 drops a day, it's just temporary. Your daily dose is going to be five drops, maybe, uh-huh. or one capsule, one little gel cap. Right. But when I was dead, basically, and I used the oregano oil to cure myself, mm-hmm. I took 200 drops a day for maybe three months. Right. I had a horrible infection from a, an accident in the, in the lab, and that's how I got into this stuff. Wow. So, doctor, heal, heal yourself with the mercy from this divine medicine, thank God. And I wouldn't be able to talk to you today. That's how bad it was. I'm just curious, you have a final words, take-home message for, for the audience regarding this? Well, I think everybody should investigate this. There are, there's going to be a skeptic-type thing, which I understand. There's going to be a, a person who wants to know, not sure, wants to make sure they do the right thing, get the right quality and all that. Just, you know, pursue it. I mean, I have published two major books on oregano and other spices, but, and that's The Cure is in the Cupboard and The Miracle of Wild Oregano on home remedies that you can buy in the, in the store in the farmer's market. So there you have it. Study it. You know, if you're really into it, you could go to the, and you could get the stuff. Any health food store out there trying to make a living, go see them. They should be able to help you. Dr. Ingram, I want to thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. I stay healthy now. All right. Well, you're just listening to Dr. Cass Ingram. He was talking about natural remedies for the common cold and flu. This is the Grok Science Show you're listening to here. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned.
it is time to play the game. It's called the Grokatron 5000. It is our supercomputer formerly known as Deep Blue. And today the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, What's the Cure? So for the following five individuals, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know if you think that they are ailing from some illness, and if so, what is the cure for that? Dr. Ingram, are you ready to play the game? Okay. All right, here we go. Number one, what's the cure for Jerry Springer? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should get a big bag of sand and have him bury his head in it, and then we can probably get some darts. <laughs> that should be enjoyable for everybody. All right, number two, what's the cure for Lady Gaga? I, I'm going to run as far away from her as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go anywhere near it. <laughs> Probably to re look directly at it. You might be blind. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Uh, number three, what's the cure for Dr. Phil? Uh, Dr. Phil needs to have one of those things they used to use in, when, when they put women in it. Girl? <laughs> yeah, real tight. <laughs> all right. Uh, number four, Tiger Woods. Permanent rehabilitation. Poor guy needs a lot of help. Yeah. Okay, finally, number five. What's the cure for uh, Rahm Emanuel? No comment, but I hope the cure doesn't come anywhere near me nor the individual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that that's a good cure for Chicago. I think it's a, more of a disease. Yeah, well, we're, we're still trying to decide on that one. but uh, I'm sure. I, let me just give you my vote. Bong. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I don't think you should have a person whose loyalty is not even known. So try to find somebody like Daly that's at least familiar with the area. Yeah, yeah. The I think so. I mean, that's the only chance we've got is somebody with this, that's just with us that's going to work with us. You know, DCites. I haven't had much success with those people. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But anyway. So let's stick with each other, people. Let's get healthy. If we're sick, we can't even talk politics. We've got to get our power up, and I'm probably not going to join another contest. So just keep in mind, I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Dr. Ingram, thank you very much. You very much. Uh, stick bye around. Bye. And, yeah. bye. and that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.